that's me and my two sons out in the woods. That's a tree that looks like it's falling down. Um, and the words that I wrote that uh, I'm happy to let the world see, and I think I probably uh, even inflate at times or, or you know, put out there forward is strong, uh, caring, and creative. Uh, my, let me see how I get it right there. Okay. Uh, funny, serious, and hardworking. You know, I've made lots of masks over the series of these work. And when you say caring, I'm like, why am I never, I don't think I've ever written caring on the front, although I care deeply about people. Well, now we're on the back. Oh, man. The first is scared and full of fear. Uh, the second, which is probably the worst feeling, the, the feeling or experience that I have the least comfort with, which is hopeless. Um. Anger is anger. I'm angry at plenty of things, and I don't like to show that. But then I think the big one, I think that kind of ties it all together for me, is uh, the fact that in many ways I just totally don't have my shit together. Okay, here's the back. And um, a fear, uh, sadness, and trauma. And mostly childhood trauma that I'm thinking about. But fear, when I wrote fear, it was really about fear of failure. Like most of my mass, I wrote fear of failure. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mass podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Uh, today's guest is Dan Doty. Dan is a, a wilderness guide. He is a, a leader. He's a writer. He's a men's coach. He's a somatic meditation teacher. You know, there's so many things that I could use to describe Dan, but one of the things I was really excited um, about learning about more of his story is that he says that um, I mostly just have a big heart and I love to serve people that serve the world. And that's a beautiful way of describing this conversation. You know, Dan um, has been doing this work for a lot of years. He spent 15,000 hours logged in the outdoors with men, like just in incredible experiences. But in this conversation, we didn't really talk about our resumes or our accomplishments in so many ways, but we have come together to talk about our masks and how these masks either serve and sometimes hinder us from being more of our full authentic self. You know, when you get a chance to do this work with men, you know how important it is for men to have that space. And I think one thing that came out in this podcast is that uh, who motivates the motivator? <laughs> who coaches the coach? Who supports the leader? And sometimes as leaders, we have to find ways and people who know that work deeply, to ask us really hard questions, to push us a little past where we may be normally comfortable going. And so I'm really glad that Dan has joined this podcast. As you'll hear in this podcast, we talk about when uh, he had me on his podcast and I was dreaming of a podcast one day. And so it's so great to have him now here as a part of our Taking Off the Mass experience. And um, please enjoy this conversation. Um, if you also wanted to be a part of this movement, um, you can make your mask at 100kmasks.com. That's 100, the letter K, masks.com. 
And we look forward to you being a part of the Million Mask Movement. Uh, please enjoy this episode and have a great day. All right. Well, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. I'm so glad that I get to have Dan Doty here with us. Um, he, he's going to introduce himself and then uh, we're going to jump into the mask. But I, I, I just want to make sure folks know I was able to be on Dan's podcast two years ago. I thought it, it felt like longer because this last year has been long, long, but um, so glad to have him here. Finally, two years ago, I was talking about this and that finally this is um, actually happening. So uh, welcome, Dan. And would you please just introduce yourself to folks? Yeah, absolutely. And hey, before I do, you look, you're looking good, man. You look, you're like shining. You're like glowing. Um, yeah, my name's Dan Doty. I'm uh, honored to be a part of this. I've been a fan of um, Ever Forward Clubs and Ashanti's for a really long time. A big supporter. I am a 38 year old man uh, currently living in on the coast of Maine with my family. I'm a father. I have two boys that I am obsessed with. I think in a healthy way. Um, I am a professional wrestler with my sons. I think that's like what I do more of right now than anything else. Um, I'm an outdoorsman. I'm a writer. I'm a meditator, a meditation teacher. I'm a wilderness guide. I'm a men's coach. I'm a, a organizational consultant. Um, I have, I was one of the co-founders of every man, which is a, a global brand of, of men's work and vulnerability work. Um, and uh, I'm a I'm a husband to a to a beautiful wife and uh, I just got a guy who cares a lot I guess yeah and I and I know that and I and I guess you know even just connecting to that you know I thank you for the for seeing some transformation you know I have a picture of my um of, of my retreat where I was at with you and uh, I was I was I came to do some work I mean I literally came to just hopefully leave it out there. You know, I didn't know what I was getting into, but uh, um, I thank you for being a part of that experience. And uh, I got to do some work out in the, out in the, the desert. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was beautiful. It was, I'll never was forget. Beautiful. I'll never forget. We got into uh, our ride to the, to 29 Palms and our, our hotel wasn't, uh, didn't have room for us. So we had to go find this other cheesy hotel that was a that was that was a wild thing man oh you and my dad you and my dad cruising <laughs> through the desert looking for a hotel all these artifacts it's like a hotel with like collection it was like a that's hilarious i, I told <laughs> and i said look when we walked in there if anybody remember that 29 palms there's not a lot of people who look like me there so you know i said y'all go in and get the rooms i'm gonna stay out here i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to just wait out here by the car. I just have a feeling that because we're in the middle of the desert, uh, it, it, let's just make let's just make this an easy night. I mean, we're already. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I totally forgot. I totally had momentarily. I mean, there was so much work happening at the thing. I almost forgot about the lead up to it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah, right on, right on. Thanks for reminding me about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in this podcast, what we do is we 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 have a chance for men to do this work. And you talked about men's work and vulnerability. And, you know, thank you for being a part of this, because what we're just going to do, you and I, is going to, you know, do, do our best to share our masks and whatever you're willing and whatever you're writing or willing to write. I am excited um, to be able to 
to share my mask with you and, you know, different layers of it, you know, but I think, uh, uh, excited. so what we do with the guests, we ask them who they want to go first or they want me to go first. So, uh, you know, and you, when you go first, you could just share what's on the front and then I'll share the front or whoever decides to go first. Uh, that's how we'll, we'll jump in. I can go first. I don't mind. Yeah. I'm oh, happy to. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you want me to hold it up to the camera or just describe? Yeah, well, yeah, just just keep cover the back so no one sees it. You know, oh, don't spoil, no spoiler alert for that part. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, what I don't want the world to see is my handwriting and my drawing skills. So, so I just that's that's actually what's on the back of my masks. No, but here, let me. All right. So, um, this is a, an image of. Sorry, it's it's really chicken scratch. That's me, and my two sons out in the woods. That's a tree that looks like it's falling down. Um, and the words that I wrote that uh, I'm happy to let the world see, and I think I probably. Uh, even inflate at times or, or, you know, put out there forward is strong, uh, caring and creative. And I feel like those map to my value system and my perception of who I am. And, uh, and I think, you know, there's, there's real, um, there's truth and authenticity to those. I feel, um, you know, physically strong, mentally strong and, and caring is, is definitely my, uh, <clears throat> I'm a, I don't know if, if any listeners have ever heard of the Enneagram, but it's a, it's a, it's a personality typing process. And, uh, basically my Enneagram is that I'm a, I'm a total jerk until I take care of my feelings. And then I, and then I care about people that that's, that's, a, but, uh, you know, showing love, showing compassion, connecting with others is, is really truly at the, at the center of, uh, what I believe in and, and what I lead with. Uh, and then creative. I um, I value creativity. I'm most lit up and happy uh, and excited when I'm being creative. And uh, yeah, I think that's what I uh, probably consciously and unconsciously show people. Awesome. You know, I'm going to share mine and I'm going to tell you one word that came up to me while you were talking. So uh, my, let me see how I get it right there. Okay. Uh, funny serious and hardworking. You know, I've made lots of masks over the series of this work. And when you say caring, I'm like, why have I never, I don't think I've ever written caring on the front, although I care deeply about people. Yeah, I'm do. wondering why I've never written caring. And it's, it's actually interesting. I'm hearing you describe it. Um, I, I, when I think about the funny, serious, hardworking, and I've, I've had the understanding of my conflict between funny and serious, right? Because I think has caused some, you know, challenges sometime at work, you know, like I'm very serious, but I also try to keep things really light and funny. And then when I'm giving people corrective, whatever, then I'm like, I'm not being clear because I'm being funny and I'm trying mm. to make it light. And I'm like, hey, you know, um, you know, that, that, that thing that happened, you know, can we, you know, like not make that happen again? <laughs> and, and I think people think it's a suggestion as opposed to like me really trying to be serious and I, and as, because I, 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 because those are kind of dancing with each other, it, yeah. it becomes unclear. Brene Brown says, "Kind, clear is kind." Clear is kind. And yeah. what I've often done is, because I'm trying to keep it light, but also be serious, it's 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 not clear, and therefore, uh, so those things are. I'm, I'm actually really thinking about as you were talking about caring, and then hardworking. I think is one that I have uh, just. You know, from seven years old, being told you're the man of the house, you know, like, hey, you got to take care of your mommy and your sister and your brother. I was like, there was no little 
There's no room for playing as much anymore, right? There was no room for you got to step up. You got to, you know, you're cooking, cleaning, washing, folding, doing everything you need to do to help help out and even take care of, you know, help out and do. Just do, you know. Um, So, yeah. So thank you for bringing – thank you for saying caring. I'm actually – I'm going to write it here in just another pen just because I want to make sure that I – I think about yeah, why there's a story that comes up that you might that that we have a little similarity on so you were a teacher i was a teacher right i taught in the bronx and i remember so i was a wilderness guide for therapy programs for a long time and then i then i moved to new york became a teacher and the principal of my school um it, it's it's so i was you know 10 12 12 13 years younger than i than i am now and i'd go to school in the morning and the principal would just he'd just be like dan you're such a man. Like, like I just had a beard, you know, and I just like was this wilderness guy. And I think at the time I was defensive about it. I'm like, don't stereotype me. Don't, don't put me in the role of this big hard ass guy. I can be a hard ass, but, but when I was teaching the kids, when, when I was a teacher, I taught the, like not what people expected, right? Like I led with kindness. I led with understanding and that caring. So I think like the that was that was a conscious choice on my part to say no, screw it. I am I am a guy. You might think that I'm just like a, a jerk or a hard ass, but guess what? I actually do care and I'm not afraid to tell you. So yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up. It's also completely in the opposite of what sort of stereotypical masculinity would would say, right? Like it's generally not like the manly thing to uh, you know, show your tender heart. Right. Yeah. And, and man, and the thing about speaking about teaching, you know, when I when I came from teaching from a construction career. Right. So I'm out in the field, you know, talking to construction guys. Sometimes it's very direct and matter of fact. It, there was not a lot of I mean, it, it was funny, but more of just cracking jokes and being like, why is this? Why is this wall in the wrong place? You know, like what the hell is going, what's going on out here? Right. Like. And those like like really just direct and clear because it's all money based, right? If yeah. something is not going right, it's costing us as the contractor, right? And I'm like, hey, and then they want to charge you extra money for this thing that they got to fix. No, you messed it up. I didn't look at the plans. So you're like being direct and clear, and like so I get to mm-hmm. teaching, and I'm direct and clear, and students aren't used. And first of all, there's very few men teachers. Yeah, and then you got a man who's like direct and clear. And I remember the first direct and clear male teacher I had, I I hated that guy. Like, <laughs> I, I liked him until he was direct and clear, and then I hated him because he was always on my back, right? I was like, because I, I mean, I didn't grow up with a man in my house, so I didn't even know what that mm-hmm. felt like, that energy felt like. It was just always like, dude, why are you always on my back, right? Yep. It was one of those things where I, I didn't know that. And I had to learn from students that dude, why you always be tripping? And I'm like, I ain't tripping. I want you to do your work, right? And I was doing a good job as a teacher, but I was failing as a communicator and a connector. Mm. So so smart kids are failing my class. I mean, I, I was like- yeah, I was, We would have been a good team because I was the opposite. I was a good connector and communicator and I was a terrible teacher, like the worst. <laughs> so <laughs> we would have been a good team. Man, well, we, well, we get to connect, reconnect in this new teaching phase. <laughs> well, now we're on the back. Oh man, well, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I'll put, not that you. Well, need take to a say. breath. Maybe let's take a breath first before we <clears throat> jump in. Yeah. Okay. Just, I don't know. Maybe it was still pretty light, but sometimes it uh, 
gets ready to drop in. I just want to. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I need a breath. How about that? I need a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those teaching days brings up so much stuff. I need to breathe. <laughs> All right, you're, it's your show, brother. Okay, so uh, I put four down. I put four things down here, and um, I'll just read them because I don't think you could even read my writing. Uh, the first is scared and full of fear. Uh, the second, which is probably the worst feeling, the, the feeling or experience that I have the least comfort with, which is hopeless. Um, anger is anger. I'm angry at plenty of things, and I don't like to show that. But then I think the big one, I think that kind of ties it all together for me is um, the fact that in many ways, I just totally don't have my shit together just don't have it together um and that's somewhat true sometimes that's all the way true sometimes that's true just in places uh but there is this sort of free fall feeling of uh, in moments or sometimes sustained moments where it's just like my god how (laughs) how do you how how does this all fit how does fatherhood and work and uh marriage and politics and the world and how, how, you know, and, and then there's just these sort of hopeless, um, yeah, really scary, terrifying feelings of just things are out of control. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, brother. Thank you for that. Okay. Here's a back and, um, and fear, uh, sadness and trauma. And mostly childhood trauma that I'm thinking about. But fear, when I wrote fear, it was really about fear of failure. Like most of my mass, I wrote fear of failure. And and I guess as I left off fear of failure there, because I think it's more than afraid of failure. Maybe even sometimes I'm afraid of of success. I don't know. I think sometimes I get in my own way. Um, I, I when you saw when you said the last thing you just the words you said the the not having your shit together it resonates 100% because I think the reason I'm always trying to work hard and keep working hard because I feel like I don't like, why am I not? I, I do. A lot, I, unfortunately, I do a lot of comparing and I don't want to compare. Right. I don't mm-hmm. want to compare. My, my mentor tells me, you know, comparison, is the thief of all happiness. And what happens when I start comparing myself to people, I don't know their journey. I, I know that I intellectually, I know that if I'm comparing myself to somebody, I don't know what they've been through to get to where they are today. Even if they're younger smarter, whatever. I don't know all the things that happen. Um, and I got to be careful that when I get into that place of like, like I'm working so hard, like I, I could work, you know, I don't have kids. Right. So I can work 18 hours a day and no one's going to say anything. Yeah. No one's going to be like, Hey, you better come eat. You know, you better come and do like, no one's going to, I take care of what I need to take care of, you know? And I, and so I think that that fear of failure, the fear of like, like, I really want this thing to work. You know, I've been trying to yeah. build this organization for a lot of years. And I'm like, what, you know, like in my, my mind, it would have been bigger, faster, larger, yeah. long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it, it happens as it's as you're ready for it. Maybe I, I tell myself a lot of stories around that. Um, That's confusing, isn't it? That that whole, I go down that trip, man, of like, am I, am I the limiting factor here? It's, 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 it's messy. It's it's complicated. It, it is, it, and it feels that way right now. I think um, 
2021, you know, I started the day of the first day of the year jumping in the ocean. Um, and uh, I was like, let's go. Like, let's push past. Like, every day, we're going to just keep stretching past comfort, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's what I'm trying to work on, man. I think this idea is that I want to, I've been wanting to write a book. I've been wanting to grow this movement. Like, I'm like, I think I've grown it as far as I can grow it with the limited knowledge, with the knowledge that I have, not the limited, yeah. with all the knowledge I've tried to in, put into this, the Million Mask movement. Um, I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm trying to just find people to help this next phase, right? And and knowing that asking for help is sometimes hard for me, not um, often hard for me. Yeah. I won't say always, but but most times, right? More <laughs> often than not, asking for help. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get more honest as I'm like, oh, yeah, it's not all the way true, right? It's hard. And it's not that I don't think I need help. It's I don't want to bother people. I don't want them to think that I'm not good at anything. Like, I, I, I tell myself that asking for help means something, even though I know it doesn't. And I'm, I've been, I think when I, when I started Ever Forward as this mentoring program for these high school students, I was trying to create subconsciously what I didn't have at that age. Sure. I wish somebody had helped me to break past my own limiting stuff when I was younger. Yeah, but younger. I think that's how it works, man. I, I mean, I, I, I think that uh, I don't, I don't know. I, but I'm just riffing here. But my sense is that that is. I mean, I can look back in my life, and similar things that I created were a hundred percent to create. Actually, one of the things which is. This is just like a small blip in a much larger ocean of reason and, and experience. But um, you met my dad. He came to a retreat. But it's kind of crazy to go back. After I look back on the four years of Everyman that I've been a part of, in some ways, I think I was subconsciously creating a set of conditions both for myself but also for him and like our family, like our family sort of structure of no feeling, not communicating, suffering on our own. Um, and so there was actually kind of a feeling when my dad came to those retreats with me, just like, like kind of like dusting my hands off. It's like, Oh, okay, we're done now. Right. Like, I mean, the, the part that I needed for me was like officially complete then. And so, I mean, yeah, I think what's really interesting to me is so when you recognize that and then you achieve that and then you want to keep going, what's the, what's like the pathway to that sort of next stage. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, man. Well, I, I thank you for for sharing that back. That, that really, I mean, that when you said that last one, it really resonated with me. I think, uh, and I'm and I'm one thing I did um, at the weekend that I was with you at. I I, I I needed to do some some deep work, right? And I was like, you know, I'd done other events before, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Either, either I didn't know I needed to do the work at the time, or I, yeah, I don't think I knew. But also when I came, you know, I trusted, you know, you, well, you and I had met before. So it was like some of the other weekends I went, I didn't know anybody. So I just went in yeah. with crossing my fingers. Right. Like, but to go into a space where you know somebody and you, and you trust them, you know, it, it's a, okay, Chauncey, let's, let's go, let's go. Let's, yeah. let's, let's leave it out in the desert. Right. And, um, and it really did a lot of work around my health, you know, around my, my, mm-hmm. my food issues, my, my addiction to food. And how food became this comfort place for me, yep. right? Like to to do the work. Like I was like, I meet a lot of young people, definitely young men in our work who who are so st- stuck in the story of what is what happens is happening or has happened 
that they can't move forward. Yeah. So they're, they're stuck, you know? Yeah. And uh, somehow, I mean, I, good or bad, I, I turned to food as this place of like, okay, I can keep focusing on school and do my schoolwork. But so food gives me the comfort to not deal with the stuff I don't want to deal with. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's a quote I heard recently said, um, the king usually kills the messenger if he doesn't like the message. Right. <laughs> And what happens with, with, I think, with men and boys, and we, we learn to just kill the messages that we don't want to hear. So if we got we to cover it up, we got to drink it away, smoke it away, sex it away, gang it away, whatever work, we got to do. Work it away, work, do work too hard, right? Work it away. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I, I, I work so hard. I had a, uh, in high school, <clears throat> I lived in a rural, like, farm town, and, uh, I got hired by a local <laughs> pig farmer and he uh, he was, his name was John. And I mean, he was like the most perfect mentor to me. He never talked to me about school. He didn't, like, he didn't try to teach me anything. We just got together and we shoveled shit and we built stuff and we dug rocks out of the ground, like just caveman work. Right. And, um, but but he there was like a few elements of vulnerability that just came out too and you know he never really talked about it but he shared about he had a strained relationship with his kids and that his marriage was tough uh and somehow i learned that he had been an alcoholic but he had quit the booze and instead of the booze he bought this hobby farm and he raised pigs and so he would go to his normal job at 6 a.m and work till four and then he would drive to the farm his hobby farm picked me up along the way. We would work till dark, you know, and then he'd go home. And I look back on him with so much like love and compassion. And, you know, I mean, he certainly worked to, to push away the feelings and the stress and things, but um, I don't know. I also see how he used that as a far more healthy, like, like it was an obvious growth for him too, right. To, to channel things in a way that was, uh, more healthy than harmful, right? Yeah. So, man, it, it, you know, as we we're thinking about just the back of the mask, because that's pre pretty much our work together is, you know, here just in this moment right now is thank you. I want to say thank you because what we're asking men to do all over the world is to, are you willing to take off the mask? Are you willing to explore the parts of yourself that you gladly let the world see and the stuff that you don't let people see? So you can see, is it working? Like if if the stuff mm -hmm. if the stuff on the back it works for you, not you, but the mm -hmm. use in the world, then great. Then you're good, and you're you're okay with just being what's on the front. But what I see a lot of times, and when I talk to young men, is that they want to be able to talk about the other stuff, but there's these rules. The rules say, no, we don't do that. The rules say you're not really a real man if you do that. You're 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 like a, you're something less than a man, and. Uh, you know, I think that's the work that I'm really glad that I get to connect with you around. And, um, you know, you have two boys, you know, and I, I was I was saying I was so juiced by your your. Have, do your sons know who Captain Underpants are? Do they no, know who he is. No, they actually don't know. But it's funny <laughs> when I was teaching in the Bronx, all of my students were still obsessed with Captain Underpants. So I'm very familiar. <laughs> Uh, but no, my boys have not been introduced. So. Right on. But you're talking about we, we do this thing, this wrestling. We all put underwear on our heads and we wrestle. So 
<laughs> I saw it for the other first time the other day. I was like, that is hilarious. Your son, your youngest son was tickled like oh my he, God. he could not stop <laughs> I started laughing like like because I was listening to him laugh and I'm like that is so hilarious. So thank you for doing that. For for go go ahead. Well, I, yeah. I, well, to what you're saying there about you know what's on the back. I and the thing about rule whether it's rules or not. Th- this is I guess what came up when you were saying that is I, I think there are rules that say we're not supposed to or we can't share that stuff. But I also think that. There's a, a lot of willingness underneath the surface. And I wonder if it's not so much rules sometimes and it's just not uh, not knowing how. It's, it's actually not knowing how to, how and where and who and under what conditions it's okay to share those things. And uh, you know what? It's like a lot of my work uh, broadly is just about cultivating our ability to stay relaxed as we feel things and not just emotions, but feel anything. Like I think one thing we don't really take seriously enough is that life is freaking intense. It's, it's intense. And so it's hard to stay okay during pretty much anything, you know, with good stuff and bad stuff and hard stuff and new stuff and old stuff. It's just like these minds of ours, these bodies of ours are just like, Fickle, right? We just want to be like, eh, I don't like it. I just don't want to feel any of it, right? So, right. I I just have an endless amount of, uh, you know, like, I I I would hope that anybody just beginning to get into this kind of work or talk or conversation is like, you shouldn't know how to do this yet, right? It's like, don't be pissed at yourself for feeling like you're hiding some stuff because. If anybody says that they're not hiding stuff, they're completely full of shit. And and I'm, you know, I think that um to tie my boys into this, I'm I I'm sure I'm screwing my kids up. And I'm and I'm sure I'll screw them up a lot. However, like my wife and I are very carefully choosing to parent them in a way to allow them and help them feel as much of everything that they can. And to, you know, be themselves and not just in the front of the mask way, right? But in the back of the mask way. And, um, you know, well, I, and I'm really, one of the things I'm, I'm most sort of passionate about these days is fatherhood and, and helping dads. Um, you know, I've been working with, with men and, and young men my whole career. And, and I'm kind of like, now, well, let's just get to the dads and have them start better off from the beginning you know this next crop of of humans that's it so. that man thank you for doing that and i think that you know me without having my father died before i was born so you know that story is different than you know young men who i meet whose father is right down the street but never shows up or you know down you know sees them on the weekends or just not not a integral part of their ability to grow up and um and I think that that is, and so we're trying to like, you know, in this work of mentoring, we're trying to like, you you hopefully catch them before they become young men who are disconnected from their own self. And hopefully yeah. we can catch them before they start making babies out there and then not yeah. being well to take care of them in a really good way. So I'm really glad that we, we continue to get to do this work. Um, you know, we had a, I was just like, ask your, you know, your thoughts. Um, and this is the, as we close, you know, we had a young man at a workshop last week, a middle schooler, um, 
and you you know your work with men, but just think of this is a middle schooler who really talked about well thinking about hurting himself, you know, yeah. Yeah. middle school, eleven years old, right? And 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 we have I'm having a talk with this class today again just to kind of because it happened Friday. I didn't see his card to the evening because in the new digital version the cards are digital, but we mm-hmm. talk out loud. And uh, man, just what message do you have for young men out there? You know who, who may be listening. You know they may not be young as eleven listening to podcasts, but for young men out there who maybe hear this, what message do you have for young men to like help them navigate when they're feeling like they they want to be in the I don't have permission to feel like do you is there a word of it? Yeah. Uh, it's okay to trust yourself, and the the world is as confusing as it seems, and most importantly. Uh, people care a lot and, and it's okay for them and you to care. And we really need each other at the, at the end of it, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm, you know, my, my thoughts are like all over the place, you know, in this conversation today with them. And, uh, that helps me to, yeah, it, it feels, it feels exactly in alignment with like we need each other. And I think one of the boys spoke about it out loud. He said, you know, I'm really feel lonely. Right. What if you're a boy today and you didn't have permission to even use that language with your family? Like you're not supposed to, you got family here. How are you feeling lonely? Right. Or, or whatever the message they tell you, right. That like for some, some, I know some young men who are, who are thriving right now during learn at home. They ain't got to worry about people judging their shoes or their clothes, their hair. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and we know some are, they, they want to be with their pals, friends or whatever. It's just in that social environment. So um, that's what we're trying to help them recognize is that we, we, we I get it yeah. and we need it. And so we do need each other. I do appreciate that. How can people get in touch with you? How, what, is there anything you're working on that people should know what you want people to know about? Like, this is your time to kind of share yeah. what, what's up in your world and, um, or at least what you're willing to, what you're able to share. And, uh, yeah, we're excited about that. My, my website's just dandody.com. Just simple. Um, all of the work, the vulnerability work, emotional work is at everyman.com. Um, you could please go there and uh, yeah, really nothing else other than, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm trying to do more on Instagram and, and I do have plans for a new podcast soon. Um, it's not out yet. So, uh, you know, nowhere to go for that yet, but eventually uh, soon. I'll have another podcast. So. Well, let us know. Let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link to your website and every man in the, in the show notes. And um, thank you for being a part of the taking off the mask experience. You're going to click the million masks from around the world. And if you out there want to make a mask, you can go to 100kmasks.com. We look forward to you being a part of this journey with us. Um, thank you for being here. Thanks, Dan. Take care, Shanti. Right on. If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Uh, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, 
please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.